0: You're listening to the official South Bay Church podcast. For more about us, please visit southbaychurch.us. Everybody hear me? All right. Oh, that's good. My name is uh, Dave Atkins, and uh, I'm grateful to be able to share Christmas Eve with everybody. Thank you, everybody, for being here, and a special welcome to... uh, Family and friends that may be traveling and visiting. And, uh, you know, Christmas is always a great time for families to get together. And um, so I really appreciate you coming. Uh, I just uh, want to share a few thoughts before we take the Lord's Supper. I'm going to try to keep it short since I'm I'm probably a few brothers that still need to do some shopping. So. (laughs) That's, that song, Snow, that's my favorite. Uh, so I did sing on that one, but most of it was more aggressive humming than singing on my Uh But Mary knows every single word, every single line, and uh, when she has a favorite movie, let me tell you something, she can do it verbatim. Uh, so this afternoon, I wanted to just uh, share a little bit, you know, I was thinking about what to talk about, and uh, I didn't really want to do the traditional Christmas stuff, you know, the I mean, that's a great—you know, the, the manger and the shepherds and all the good stuff. Uh, but I, but I did want to do something related to Christmas, and you know, I thought I would talk about Jesus because really, Christmas is all about Jesus. And uh, you know, there's a—you know—the saying, the reason for the season is really Jesus. And so, I wanted to share a passage and a few thoughts uh, about Jesus, and it's over in Matthew 16. So, if you have a your Bible or. A, electronic device or whatever you use to uh, read the word Uh, we're going to read just a few verses here in Matthew 16 starting in verse 13 it says when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi he asked his disciples who do people say the son of man is they replied some say John the Baptist others say Elijah and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets but what about you he asked who do you say I am Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. You know, so when this takes place in Matthew 16, the disciples had been with Jesus for a while. They spent, you know, I don't know the exact time, but they'd been with him for a considerable amount of time. If you look back through the early part, the earlier chapters in Matthew, they were there when he taught the Sermon on the Mount. And so he he heard, or they heard all this teaching about the Beatitudes and things like that. Uh, They saw him in different settings teach parables. And... uh, taught about the kingdom in a, you know, a lot of parables. They saw all that. They saw him heal a lot of people. They saw him heal large groups of people. They saw him heal you know, individuals. They saw him heal a blind man. They saw him heal someone who was mute. Um, they saw him feed 5,000 at one point from just a few loaves and fishes. They saw over 5,000. That's just the men fed. So they saw those miracles. And they even saw him have a few run-ins with the Pharisees. So, in, and here in Matthew 16, it seems like he kind of brings them all together for a little talk, Think, knowing that they had been with him for a considerable amount of time. And so he asks the question, who do the people say the Son of Man is? Basically, he's asking him, who are people that, you know, you guys are in and around the crowd, so to speak, who are people say that I am? You know, and they, and they said, well, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others Jeremiah, you know, one of the prophets. So there's differing opinions about who he really was. And isn't that true today? There's still a lot of different opinions about who Jesus really is, isn't there? You know, it depends on if we went to a crowd and we asked that same question, we'd probably get a lot of different answers as well. You know, he's a good teacher. He was, lived a long time ago. You know, I don't know that much about him. I've heard about him. You know, he's big around Christmas. You know, they probably know the, you know, the big facts. He was born in a manger, stuff like that. But there's still a lot of opinions about what Jesus really is or who Jesus really was. But I think what's interesting is Jesus' next question because I think he was not trying to sort of take a poll of what his approval ratings are. <laughs> you know? He wasn't trying to see, you know, you know how am I doing? Am I, is my name being out there? Is my brand being out there? Is people recognizing who I am? That's not really what he was concerned about what he wanted to know was with his disciples who do you say I am that's what's important to Jesus who do you say I am you know and Peter said you are the Christ you are the Messiah you are the son of the living God that's what Jesus wanted to hear because that's what's really important to him is that they know who he was his disciples and the same thing is true for us today you know jesus's most important question to us is is not what do the crowd say about me but what do you say about me what do you say dave atkins who am i to you you know again he doesn't care about the social media, doesn't care about getting X number of tweets and all this kind of stuff, doesn't, you know, all these different things. He's not really, I mean, he loves people, but he's not really so much concerned in our lives with what his popularity is. He wants to know what you individually think about him. Who is he to you? And I I think that's a good thing to ask us, you know, around Christmas time, is because there is a lot of, you know, information about Jesus and things like that, and that's great, but Jesus was always about a personal faith. He was always, a, he was always bringing it about to us on a personal level. You know what I'm saying? What's important is, and what's important to Jesus is, am I personal to you? Do you believe in me? You know, and as I share these thoughts, I want you to think about your own faith, your own life. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe He is the Messiah. Do you believe he is the anointed one? Do you believe he is the Lord of Lords? Do you believe that he is the Lord of your life? And the next step is, are you living that way? That's the challenging part. You know, and it sounds basic. It sounds, you know, it sounds basic. Yeah, we need to, you know, believe that Jesus is the son of God. it needs to be personal. But it's really profound. You know, and I thought about this is uh, how important our faith really is. Just think about when did you first really, really believe Jesus? When did you come out of being part of the crowd that knew about Jesus and come into a personal faith about Jesus yourself? You know what I'm saying? When did that happen for you? You know, I think what's amazing is Peter. when Peter said that back in, in verse 17, Jesus says, Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man but by my Father in heaven. You know, and I want you to think about this. God is the one that draws us to Him. Another scripture, real quick, in John 6, says in verse 44, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent him draws him. Excuse me, let me say that again. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from Him comes to me. Our faith comes from God. Our faith works. God opens our heart. God, at some point, You know, I've been a disciple for a long time, been going to church all my life, you know, but there was, and I don't, I can't really pinpoint the time when I really started believing that I mean, you know what I'm saying? Where I went from the crowd belief to the personal belief, you know, and I think that's what's important. And my, my thought is, is that that faith that I have, that each one of us as disciples has. That's a gift. Because when you think about it, not everybody has that. There's a lot of people that know about Jesus. There's a lot of people in the crowd. But there's not a lot of people that, who do you say I am personally? Even, you know, in our family, you know, three of our kids are disciples. But we have one who's not a disciple yet. We pray one day he will be. He's still in the crowd. You know, I think he still has some kind of a faith. But he doesn't have the personal faith that he needs yet. And we pray for him, we believe, you know, and you may have people in your, own, in your own family like that. But that comes from God. We, we pray that God will open his heart. We pray that God will open people's hearts. Because if we could do it, if we could change people, we would, wouldn't we? If we could get into somebody, and how many times have you been with somebody, if I could just get in there and turn the switch so that you really believe we would have done it. But God has to do that. And I think we have to be open to it. But there's a divine element there of where God opens our hearts and we really, truly believe in Him. That is a gift. That faith is something that I want to talk about. That I I want to look at it as that's a, a gift that is really more precious than anything we have. You know, you may get some great presents tomorrow on Christmas Day I'm hoping I do. I mean, you know. But let me tell you something: there is no greater gift than having faith in Jesus. There's no better gift than that. You know, it says in First Peter, First Peter one. This is one of my favorite passages talking about our faith. He says in Verse 6, in this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Now listen to verse 7 these have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed though you have not seen him, you love him And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. He's talking about our faith. He says, even though you don't see him, you believe in him. We don't have to see. We see with our heart and we believe in him. He said that faith is more precious than gold. And yes, he talks about trials, right? And we all know that our faith is tested. But when we keep Jesus where he needs to be as a personal Lord and a personal Messiah and the anointed one in our own life, those trials, instead of pushing us away from God, they bring us closer to God. They strengthen, they refine our faith. They make it stronger. You know, and I've seen this through my life, how the different things I've gone through and i've tried to put jesus first how they have strengthened my faith and how they made me stronger because satan is always trying to attack our faith he's always trying to whatever trial you go through his number one goal is to attack your faith he wants to get you to question he wants to get you to doubt he wants you to say well if god really loved you this wouldn't happen and you know if he really was who he said he was this wouldn't happen to you what's he doing He's attacking your faith. He's attacking that part of your heart that is precious, that is more valuable than anything else. You know, when I was thinking about this, you know, this is another time of the year where it's always great to, uh, you know, towards the end of the year, think back on different things. And, you know, one of the things we always think about is, you know, the things we've been blessed with, you know. And, uh, you know, I think it's a great time to think about our blessings, Excuse me. And you know, think for a minute about your faith and the times when you've really put Jesus first, and and and, you, and how you've lived your faith out. Think about the blessings that has come in your life because of that. You know, those are things we need to count as blessings. Think about your life, about how the church and how the things you've done, how the things you really, when you really follow Jesus, about how that has impacted you and how God has really blessed you. You know, I think about my own life, just share a little bit. You know, a few, a few weeks ago made we me think of this was you know, our oldest son, Ryan, is, uh, he and his wife were disciples in the Orange County region and they lead the campus. And uh, around Thanksgiving, uh, the campus ministry uh, has, a, has a dinner for all the parents. So the campus students put it on. They have a lot of help from Campus Helper. You know, they have a lot of people that bring a potluck and stuff but it's kind of a time for the students in the campus to say thank you to their parents and so we went down there you know Ryan invited us so we were down there and you know when I was sitting there I was thinking about the campus ministry and I was thinking about my days in the campus ministry yeah amen amen It may come as a shock to you because I look so young, but I I, I made the mistake of counting it. I I went, it was 37 years ago. I know. I I don't look, I look 35 tops, right? Um, (laughs) Well. But you know, I thought about the days, my days in the campus ministry and how important that was to me. And I can remember Clearly, Bible talks in my dorm room. And those of you that were converting to campus, you know, can, re- can relate, you know. I can remember, you know, going to campus retreats. I can even remember, this is, this is crazy, I can remember the night that a brother, my roommate, Stone Eliezer and I, walked into a dorm room and met Pat Toomey. Wow. Now, full disclosure, I was just a body there. Stone did all the talking. Stone did everything. I was basically there. So I can't take a lot of credit. You know, of course, God gets the credit. But I remember walking into Pat's room. I can remember that. I can remember walking in there. And inviting, or, you know, again, Stone invited. I invited by proxy because, you know, I was there. You know, and Pat will tell you, I didn't say a lot probably. Stone did all the work. But look at how... That was years ago and 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 how awesome Patton and Holly and their family is today you know why did that happen because God works in our life and as I was and I thought about how the things that I learned in the campus the relationships I built the convictions I developed the denying myself I learned you know learning doing things that you know, were hard for me, but I did them because I wanted to put Jesus first, you know, making those types of decisions, you know, and so I thought about what has happened through there is now one of my sons is leading a campus ministry like I used to be a part of 30 years ago. (laughs) How incredible is God blessing that? Amen? And, uh, you know, I had the chance, you know, Ryan said, you know, can I close out the thing with a prayer? So I took a couple you know, took advantage of that and, and sort of shared that because I wanted the campus to see, you know, the stuff you guys are doing right now has an impact if you stick with it. It's had an impact on my life. You know, and it has impact on your guys' life as you follow God, as you put God first, as you answer the question, when Jesus asks you, who am I, you are my Lord. When you answer it that way, God blesses you. And he's blessed my life. And now, you know, like I say, you know, Ryan and Virginia are doing a great job in the O.C. They're leading the campus there. Uh, our other, Ryan, who's a disciple, he's getting married in two weeks to a tremendous uh, young disciple girl in uh, in Orange County. Her parents are both disciples, and they're awesome. They're a great, great couple and uh, great parts of the church. And I think how blessed we are in our life. But I thought it's because of God. It's because of Jesus. It's because of... You know just like all of us me trying to and i don't want to you know it's not me but the more that we try to make jesus lord the more we live that out god blesses us but i also know that if i don't keep doing that if i don't keep protecting my faith if i don't keep trying to make jesus lord if I don't keep answering the question, who am I with you are my Lord and you are my Messiah and you are my Savior, I know that could go away someday. Yeah. Not in a, in a threat way, necessarily, but I know that we've got to stay close to God all the time. Yeah. Just because I, you know, followed in the campus doesn't mean that I'm good the rest of my life. I've got to be good every day. I've got to be answering that question in the affirmative Jesus, you're my Lord, every single day. Because that's really what Jesus wants to know. He doesn't want to know your history. He wants to know, who am I to you today? You know, our faith, as I've been saying, is precious. And I believe that we need to protect our faith. You know, and and that's kind of what uh we we need to try to do as we live our lives is protect our faith you know this is just me but you know we i mean i think all of us we have to be careful what we expose our heart to because if we're not really trying to put jesus first you know like i said earlier satan will get in there and try to mess you up he'll try to create doubts you know and again as an example for me whoops uh You know, a few years ago, the Da Vinci Code movie came out. And I knew a little bit about it. I never read the book or anything. But I didn't go see it. Because I knew kind of, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have gone and see it. For me personally, I thought, I know it talks about, you know, how, I don't know everything. But it was sort of like Jesus never died or he married Mary, or something like that. So I knew a little bit about it. But I thought, for me, I don't want to go somewhere and possibly have... Satan take advantage of that to put doubts in my mind you know I've been a disciple for a long time but I'm not stupid enough to realize that I can't still fall into doubt if I'm not careful I've got to protect myself it's the same way when we try to live a pure life or we try to you know if we're trying to be pure then we need to watch be careful what we watch on TV don't we if we're trying to lose weight don't have your quiet time at donut shop it's not gonna work okay I'm just saying. <laughs> now, is that a sin to have a quiet time in a donut shop? No, that's not a sin. But if you're struggling with weight, is that really protecting your waistline? I'm just saying. You know, if you're trying to, you know, if you have problems with alcohol, you know, don't go to a bar. I mean, it, our faith is precious. And our faith can be damaged if we're not careful. So my point is, be careful with your faith. Because, like it says in First Peter, that is more precious than gold. That is more precious than anything you have in your life right now as disciples. And I'm sure if those of us that have been around a while, we've seen the results of people not protecting their faith and they end up not believing or falling away or or going somewhere or whatever it is, you know, different things. I don't want to be in that place. But I know I can be in that place if I don't protect my faith. And I think as we get ready to take the Lord's Supper here as, as I wrap it up, my question to all of us is just picture Jesus asking you, who do you say I am? Not not who did you say I was when you were in the campus ministry, Dave? Who do you say I am right now? Am I still your lord the way you tried to live back then or have you started to slip back into the crowd? Is our faith more in the crowd area or is our faith in the personal? You are the Christ. You are the anointed. You are the Lord. And as we take the Lord's Supper, you know, I want us to think about that. I also want us to think about how blessed our life has been when we put God first. You know, and I share those things about my life because I'm just super grateful for what God's done in my life. You know, I have a great family, got great relationships, you know, um, but all that can go away if I don't protect my heart. You know, And I think at this time of the year, it's great to remember Jesus, but it's also great to really personalize Jesus, really personalize what God has done for you, what Jesus has done for you, and to make him Lord of your life today as well as tomorrow and the rest of your life. Amen? Let's pray, and we'll take the Lord's Supper. God, I'm so grateful for uh, this morning, or excuse me, this afternoon, and uh, just being able to share a few things about how you've impacted my life, but really just about how awesome Jesus is. And uh, it is great that, you know, you know, the world around us recognizes Jesus more in this time of the year. Uh, but He's so awesome. And, uh, but I also know that, God, you want us to make it personal. You want our faith to be personal. And Father, I pray for those of us that are disciples that have that kind of faith, that we protect it. And uh, we're so grateful that we can be forgiven of our sins because of your sacrifice for us. As we take this Lord's Supper right now, help us to remember how much you blessed our lives uh, but also remember the cost that it came at. Uh, But that you were willing and eager even to freely give your son because you wanted a relationship with us. You wanted us to have all the benefits of a spiritual life because of your love for us. And uh, as we take this time to really remember Jesus and his sacrifice, God, we thank you. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the South Bay Church Podcast. For other sermons, videos, upcoming events, and more about our church, please visit southbaychurch.us.